Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Disruptive Nutrition's Trifecta Transformation. If you are really ready to see different results, you have to do something different. Our invite-only exclusive program is unlike anything you've ever experienced before. Think of it as nutrition and life coaching thrown together with unwavering targeted support, personalized programming, and a way to finally organize, well, your entire life. Because if we can't do something forever, we shouldn't be doing it now. So we have to teach you how to show up differently for yourself in ways you likely haven't ever done before. We don't tell you what to eat. We teach you how to fuel your body in the way that it needs. We don't tell you what to do. We show you, coach you, and support you to make sure it works for your life, your schedule, for your goals. But teaching you how to eat isn't enough because we know it's our thoughts and our beliefs that dictate our actions. If you don't take this journey of self-awareness with us, you won't recognize your triggers and your mindsets that might be holding you back. The relationship you have with your body, with food, and with your value all stem from your beliefs and what you tell yourself. If we don't support you in that part of your journey, knowing how to eat will never be enough to make lasting change. And let's face it, life is crazy and we can't always control our circumstances. Busy women tend to put themselves last when the chaos ensues and we end up back where we started, frustrated, defeated, and tired. While you may be feeling motivated at one point, experience reminds us that motivation doesn't last and eventually we just give up when things get too hard. That's why with our trifecta transformation, we will teach you how to keep going even when the motivation weans. And we do that really well. We have a saying around here, you can't always control your circumstances, but you can control your response. We show you how to do just that. Our success rate is high, and that's because what we teach is right. It's simple, and it's transformational. But it's also because we only invite those who we believe are truly committed and ready to make the change. So if you are interested, go to our website at disruptivenutrition.com and book a free call with a coach today to see if this approach is a good fit for you. Well, hey, Diet Disruptors, Carrie here. And we're taking a little break from our Meet Our Coaches series that we've been doing. I hope that you've been enjoying them. Our coaches are incredible. Let me just give a little plug for the coaches before I get into what I'm going to talk about today. I'm real excited about that too. But we have... An unbelievable group of coaches, over over 17 coaches that work with us. And the reason I wanted to highlight all of them is because not one of my coaches ever came and said, hey, I'm interested in coaching with disruptive nutrition. They came to us because they said, hey, 
I am done going around the mountain. I am struggling. I need disruptive nutrition. And they chose to work with us as a client. Some, like Coach Sarah, who you met a few weeks ago, came as a health coach to do our approach because at first she thought it was sounded too good to be true. But then when she really heard more, she thought, I have to do this. But most came to us as clients. I want you to think about where you were five years ago when so many of my coaches, let's say, you know, grabbed on to this approach and that their life was changed so much that they literally went back to school to get advanced certifications in nutrition, in health, in coaching, so that they could come work with us and impact other women who were going down that same journey that they went down. I mean, if that is not a a testimonial to what we do and why we do it, I, I don't know what is. I mean, I just am so humbled and grateful every single day for our team because of why they're here. Because to me, it's it's one thing. Like when we think about our why, right? So many women will come to us and say, I want to lose weight. They don't even realize how deep into the dieting mindset they they really are. Uh, and they just think their goal is to lose weight. And this is why I always say your, your why, your goal cannot be about a number on a scale. That's not going to get you through on a tough night when you've had a rough day and you're stressed out and you know, you're not going to lose 40 pounds by tomorrow. And you're just like, screw it. I'm having cake. Right. When your weight is the goal, it is because it's just honestly ego. A lot of people will say it's not. It's like, I want to be healthier. But yet we're so driven by that number on the scale and to look a certain way. It is all ego. Let's be honest. But when your entire perspective of what's important changes to your why being based on your heart, now that's powerful. I want you to think about a time in your life when you were jolted into reality and jolted into appreciating maybe the loved ones around you or if if you lost somebody that you loved wishing that you you know really appreciated certain moments more well i feel like we do that so often where we're just so focused on the superficial on the stuff that actually doesn't fulfill our lives and our purpose like dieting. I, I, I say all the time, like one of our clients, Karen Lynn is amazing. And she said she has 10 years of journals measuring or documenting what she ate and how much she weighed before she came here. Part of her journey with us was literally throwing them all away. Every one of those books that were 10 years of her life. I always say we can make more money. We can never make more time. How much time is being wasted when there is a better way, I think so many women just think don't know that there is a better way, but there is. And it really has to do with the your reason for wanting to do this. Now, most of the women that end up working with us evolve in their why. But when you go looking for weight loss, you are going to go down a dieting rabbit hole on the internet and you're going to get super confused. But when you are doing this all for the right reasons, that has to do with your heart. And think about these coaches of mine who, because they are now heart-driven and not ego-driven, first of all, 
the results are all there, but they're not even focused. They're just not even that important anymore. It's not where their obsession lies. Their obsession now lies in understanding their true purpose and that serving women in this capacity is now what they need to do. But yet years ago when they started working with us, that wasn't even on their radar. Anyway, it's such a cool story of transformation. And for that reason, we are highlighting all season long, all of our coaches, little by little in pockets throughout our podcast to be able to to share. So if you are watching me live or if you are listening to me on our podcast and you can comment, I want you to know, I want you to, I want to know for you, if you've listened to any of our coach stories, which coach really resonated with you and why. And I'd love to hear some of that feedback from you based on what you've heard so far. So today's episode though, has to do with a lot more of my why. If you've heard my story before, you know that about 10 years ago, when I was closer to 40 (laughs) than I am to 50, like I am now, I had two little girls, five-year-old and a six-year-old at the time. They're 16 and 17 now. And they were sitting at the table when I didn't eat the pizza on family pizza night because I ordered the salad with dressing on the side, literally rabbit food. You know, at a pizza place where they have that greasy, amazing pizza, and then you get the like iceberg lettuce with a couple of like salad shavings and then those wedged tomatoes cut and they're never that good. That's what I would eat. I don't even know why I would spend money on that, but that's what would come in the little tin container. If you know what I'm talking about, right? Rabbit food, because that's what I would eat. And it was one day that one of my daughters said to the other one, why does mom not eat the pizza with us? And Grace said to her sister, Ellie, because the pizza has too many calories. And when you hear that as a mom and you think, oh my gosh, look what I'm doing to my kids. But then you look in the mirror and you know, you just are not feeling confident in your own skin. You're in this weird place of like, I have to deprive myself if I want to reach my goal of being a certain weight because the way I look matters. With this argument of, but I don't want my daughters to ever feel that way. I don't want my daughters to think that their value isn't what they look like and that they should have to count calories. But I know I have to because it's not the same for me as it is for them. But it was. But it is. Everything I did was because of what I saw. And everything I believed was because, because of what I was taught. And our kids, you all know this. Our kids are just sponges that while we think we might be holding things back from them, we are not. We are not that savvy. (laughs) They are so much more intuitive and smart, smarter than we give them credit for. So had I not had that moment right there, that was my tipping point of deciding something has to give. This is not okay. I was a behavior specialist. I knew the behaviors that were coming. But I didn't know how to change what I was doing because I didn't know any better. All I knew was that I had to deprive myself in order to lose weight. And losing weight was the ultimate goal. Everything's obviously changed now because what we talk about and what I know is that weight gain is a symptom of health and hormones. You will get to your optimal weight when you actually get to your optimal health. This I did not know. Because everything around me was around eat less, eat less, eat less. 
And I never even equated my weight gain to not being healthy per se, because I ate sort of healthy. I just didn't eat very much of anything. And I also really loved my wine and didn't understand about food and how it fueled my body. I didn't realize how I was spiking my blood sugar, how I was bringing my blood sugar dangerously low and how all of that was actually making me unhealthy, which is why I was gaining weight. None of that enters in to the equation when you are Googling how to lose weight. So fast forward to today where I have a 17-year-old and that same daughter, Grace, who mentioned the calories, has a genetic condition around her cholesterol. And we just got more testing done and know where we are sitting. And while I have talked blood sugar stabilization, we talk PFC3, I mean, for the last 10 years, my kids know how to eat. My my favorite story is when my daughter Ellie was making a protein shake because they sometimes just love to have a protein shake just when they're running out the door. And she had made brownies the night before. And so she literally had a brownie. Now, these are high school kids, okay? Had a brownie in her hand and a shake. And she was running out the door to go to school. And I go, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? <laughs> and she goes, protein, fat, and carb. See ya. And then walks out the door. And I'm like, okay. I guess I'm not going to argue with that. Now, we all know <laughs> that is not necessarily the healthiest choices she could make, but there is a version of understanding more about food and healthy and correct and, and, and really trying to bring in that balance together. But you know what? I wasn't going to falter for it, right? There's food that serves our body and there's food that serves our soul, and they understand that. But at the end of the day, they're kids, and I and I make them make their own choices. I let them make their own choices. Well, Grace was not feeling great right? And making choices that definitely did not serve her body. And the genetic condition that we know is is going on with cholesterol um, was really kind of rearing its head. And so when we went to the doctor and we got tested and, and, and granted, the doctor does not know, literally does not know about the nutrition piece. However, I give her all the credit in the world because she said, with a mom like yours, there is no reason why you are not taking a hold of your health. And I needed her to say that. So she heard it from someone other than me. So today I want to share with you exactly what I did with my daughter who's 17, who now has a new why, but it doesn't even matter about that because every single kid can understand this concept if you break it down for them in a way that really makes sense. Everything I was teaching my kids when they were younger was about calorie counting and that the important reason why I'm doing that is because I have to lose weight. Our dialogue oh, obviously has changed dramatically. But I want to tell you about one particular day after Grace got her, her blood work done and diagnosis, one particular day where I had a terrible dream about her. Have you ever had that when you've had like this outrageous dream about somebody that you love? Well, in my dream, Grace had a stroke and died. And I woke up at 2.45 in the morning and I couldn't get the experience out of my head. And Grace actually happened to not have school that next day. She's a senior in high school and uh, they were doing PSATs and the seniors didn't have to do it. So I woke her up and I said, we're going out for breakfast. I canceled all my calls that morning and said, we're going out for breakfast. Now I'm going to take a side for a second, stroke, all metabolic disease, whether it's high, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, diabetes, uh, heart disease, stroke, cancer, they're all can be attributed to what happens 
when our blood sugar is not stabilized. All of them. Okay. Now, there's a lot of nuances and all of that around it. But just I want you to think about the fact that I had a dream that she had a stroke and died. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I, I got to get through to her. But I also got to like, I got to help her understand why I talk about PFC every three so much when it comes to her own health and her own needs. So I said to her, we're going out for breakfast. So we go out for breakfast and we start talking. She gets an acai bowl, which she loves. And we added some extra protein to it, like what we normally do. But we sat down and I said to her, Grace, what we need to do is really, I need to give you a full on lesson about understanding blood sugar understanding why blood sugar stabilization and eating in the way that I teach you how to eat is so important because you have a very big why. You are a senior in high school. You have a condition that at this point, at 17 years old, you should not have. And if we can get your eating and your exercise under control, the six spinning plates that I actually say, nutrition, exercise, water, sleep, stress, and supplements. When we can get all of those things spinning, you are going to be in a much better place. Now, I know it's not fair at 17 that you have to deal with this, but it is what it is and we are going to move forward. So let me explain to you why. So I want to share with you how I explained blood sugar stabilization to her so that she could understand it. And let me tell you what a difference this has made. And I'm hoping that you might take notes. You might write some of this stuff down because not only is it going to help you to understand it, but it's going to help you to teach it to your own kids in terms of why. Now, my kids couldn't have gotten this when they were really younger, but the high school girl, she got this. So I'm going to break it down really simply. So there's a whole lot of things that happen in our body when we have a glucose spike. We get a glucose spike when we have an influx of sugars, okay? This is why people always say carbs are bad because all carbs break down into sugars in your body, causing a glucose spike. When our blood sugar spikes, now this is where I was really careful with my daughter. When our bl blood sugar spikes, we gain weight. That is what I will often say to women because at the time that I'm talking to a woman and the place that they are, that weight gain is the number one thing. But when I said it to my daughter, I said, when that glucose spikes, it wreaks havoc in your body. And for you, because you haven't been quite as, you know, diligent around your blood sugar stabilization and you have this genetic issue, it is going to wreak havoc earlier and in a scarier way because of this. So what happens? So when we, we spike our blood sugar, yes we end up actually storing fat. Why? Well, when we our, our blood sugar spikes, and when, think about this, like all the closets in your house, okay? So you have stuff. We all need closets. I'm building a house right now. I need to make sure I have ample storage. But if you, I, we are going to be downsizing from a large house to a small house. There's only so much stuff that I can bring with me into the new house, right? Or things are going to be all over the place. Well, that's what happens when you have a sugar spike. That glucose we need. Our body relies on glucose. That sugar fuels our brain. It gives us energy. We need it. And it will go and store itself in our muscles, in our liver. Great. That's good. But the excess, when there's too much, not enough closets, you're going to have to have the, the extra stuff in all sorts of places you don't want it. And what happens in our body? It stores it in our fat cells. Now, 
Again, I'm talking to a teenager and I said, okay, so when it stores it in your fat cells, what happens when your fats? Yes, you start, you'll get bigger. You'll start putting on weight. I'm not worried about you putting on weight in terms of the weight on the scale. I'm worried about what that weight means. That weight means your body is holding on to sugars because it doesn't want to let it go in your system. Your fat cells are amazing. They hold on to toxins when we eat food that is not serve our body on a regular basis, and they hold on to sugars. That's why we end up gaining weight. But I'm not as worried about, your value is not in the scale. Your value is not in what you weigh. But when you are gaining weight, that was a red flag to me because it means there's a health issue going on. So when your blood glucose spikes and there's not enough room in your muscles or your liver it doesn't use it right and well. It just has to go store that excess in your fat cells and your body's going to start to slow down, your energy level, your cravings increase. So many things happen. In addition, what ends up happening when we have these crazy blood sugar spikes on a regular basis, we end up with that excess releasing something called free radicals. Go ahead and write in the comments free radicals if you're with me on here. Free radicals I call lightning bolts. They're like little lightning bolts that zap everything in its path and it will do damage to your cells. And so the more and more damage for the decades, especially that us women have gone on riding a blood sugar roller coaster, we're literally zapping and zapping and zapping our cells. Those free radicals that are all over the place are part of that contributing factor to all those health diseases, heart disease, stroke, cancer, metabolic disease, those free radicals our bodies can take a little bit of. But if we've been on a blood sugar roller coaster for years, that's scary. Said that to Grace as well. So understand when I talk about sugar not serving your body, I don't just mean it's not great for you. I mean, actually, it's like lightning bolts zapping away. Now, Everything in moderation. Well, what does that mean? And and I dig into that. When we are going to have sugar and candy, the beautiful thing is if we can dress that sugar up, carbs up, with protein and fat at the same time. Now, we know we're not going to get nutrients. Like obviously a carb like an apple is going to serve our body better than a carb like a, a potato chip or right or chocolate, but and that's like a nutrition kind of a standpoint, but the blood sugar spike can be mitigated when we have a protein and a fat coming at the same time. So I give Grace lots of little tools like having an HL5, which is a collagen, a rip and sip collagen that I love. It's in our shop if you're interested at all. You rip and sip it and she'll have an HL5 before, you know, like crumble cookies just open and she loves herself a crumble cookie. So we talked about if you have an HL5 before that, that's going to mitigate that blood sugar spike. Now, is that a healthy meal? No. Should she do that all the time just because she can balance her blood sugar? No. But that's going to mitigate that spike. And so I wanted her to understand those pieces of it. But the reason why I say to her, you're going to eat PFC every three is because you don't have to give up the foods you love. You actually have to add some foods, not because we're trying to lose weight, but because we're trying to get to our optimal health. And when you have, instead of just an apple, but turkey almonds in an apple, that apple is going to spike your blood sugar, even though it's healthy. And what happens when you spike your blood sugar? And she went over it. I said, but when you have your turkey and your almonds with it, 
now you're not going to have to worry so much because of your condition and because you're not going to kind of release those free radicals when you continuously spike your blood sugar. And she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So then we moved on and we moved on to, and this is something women really love to hear about and understand, but we move on to aging. You know, when like when we're born, a baby's ribs are like bright white. And when somebody in their late 90s, 100 years old dies, their ribs are like black because we're toasting. It was actually something that was discovered back in like 1915 by a French researcher around our body. And what happens is when we have continuous glucose spikes, it's called glycation. Glycation is a fancy word for toasting. The more and more blood sugar spikes that we have that we do not mitigate through a lifestyle like what we teach with disruptive nutrition, then you are going to glycate. And every time you glycate, you toast a little bit more. Now, toasting is a natural part of life as we get older and eventually we die. We die when our toast is burnt. But we can actually slow down the toasting process. Think about when you put bread into a toaster and you turn it all the way up, it burns pretty quick. But if you keep it really low, it doesn't toast that fast. And I I will tell you, when you look at pictures of me from when I was almost 40 to today, yes, of course, I'm 10 years older, right? But absolutely, I am stronger. I am leaner. I have more energy. And I like to think my skin just keep it up with me. But I have been stabilizing my blood sugar and eating to serve my body as much as I can even though I, you know, I'll know I love my wine. I love my carbs. I love all that stuff. And it's working. And, and so like a diet and people think it's working when I just lose about a certain amount of weight. No. And a nutritional approach works when it's simple, sustainable, satisfying, you can do it for the rest of your life. So I said to Grace, I'm like, every time you glycate, it's like you toast and you toast faster and faster and faster, which means you will get older faster. And you already because of your cholesterol condition, are putting yourself at risk for toasting faster. You have to work on making sure that you are mitigating your blood sugar spikes as much as possible. And so then we started talking about all the different ways in which she can do that. She already eats PFC every three as much as she can, but now her why is bigger. Now she understands. And she understands more of the science behind it because I hadn't really gone over that before. I helped her to see that we need to eat few, we need, need to eat in threes to be able to fuel our body, but I never really got into the science. So when you think about our body actually needs the sugar, needs glucose from carbs, but it can only have so much of it, right? And when we compare our blood, our, our carb, our blood sugar spiking food with a protein, it actually can mitigate that blood sugar spike. And that's so important because we want to reduce free radical damage. We want to reduce that blood sugar spike that actually slows down our metabolism and, and stores into our fat cells. And we want to keep our cells from toasting. This is why I'm so adamant with women, because if we don't do this right and well for the rest of our lives, if you think about how long you've been dieting, you don't want to wait anymore. You don't want to wait one more day because one, you need to learn this for yourself so you can stay alive. I want you to die an old, old lady in your bed when you're in your 90s and hundreds. Then in 60 and 70, the way nine out of 10 people are dying right now because of a disease related to blood sugar stabilization. And if you have been gaining weight over time, 
understand that's likely what the cause is. So I want you to save your own life. But just like my coaches ended up doing and not even realizing was going to happen is that they started saving other people's lives too. Really, what were we put on this earth for? To weigh a certain amount or to make an impact on others? So now you get to be that impact to your kids, to your spouse, to your friends. So it doesn't become, oh, I'm just doing this for me. This becomes, I'm doing this for heart-driven reasons. Ego, heart, you go heart. But you got to learn it and you got to understand it. You got to do it. You got to live it. And I love that I was able to educate Grace in this way. I'm evolving as my kids get older and as I actually continue to learn and see the research and see the impact that blood sugar stabilization does on our community. I am so passionate with every woman I talk to that say, you can't afford not to do this. What is the cost of not understanding how to do this right and well. It, it's real expensive, real expensive. So understanding how I explained it to my daughter, I hope helps you understand it a little bit more, but gives you some language that if you have a child that, and again, little kids, I don't really, I didn't need to go this, but when you have kids that are starting to be teenagers, these are the things that are important for them to understand because under because it is so important to know that while you think you're not, sending messages around diet, body, and worth. If you're obsessed with your body, you absolutely are. And if you're obsessed with dieting, then you absolutely are. But also you could not, and the community around us is already doing it. If your kids are on social media, if they're on the TikTok or the Snapchat or any of the things, I call it the snap face, they're getting those messages. You have to counterbalance those messages with significant discussions around what they need. Imagine. And again, I think about my coaches and they say, gosh, if I knew this when I was 20, if I knew this when I was a teenager, how different my life would have been. I say all the time that like we all want to do better for our kids and worse done for us, right? But very often we talk about that financially. I want to give my kids more than what I had growing up. This is how you give your kids more than what you had growing up. And to know that you can literally change your family tree, not because you have more money, but because you have more knowledge around what they need to be able to live a fulfilling life. Oh my gosh, come on. That's, that's what it's all about. So Grace is now doing so well. She's put an exercise schedule together because she knows when she, when she eats and when she actually moves her body, that all helps with everything that we're looking for. The six spinning plates, nutrition, Exercise, water, sleep, stress, and supplements. She has our, her micronutrients, her vitamins. She knows exactly what needs she, she needs to be taking. She's taking her HL5 collagen to be able to balance that protein with the carbs. She knows how to eat PFC3. She's got her water bottle every single day at um, school. We are working hard on stress, which is a lot for a senior in high school, right? And really, she is like truly, truly taking a hold of her health for the right reasons. And I think when she goes to college next year, she's going to be light years ahead of every other kid that's there. That to me is worth everything. So if you have questions about how I explained anything to my daughter, what more you need to know to be able to explain it to your kids, put them in the comments. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll engage in a conversation with you. Let's dig into this because there's nothing more important on this earth than for us to serve a purpose of serving others. And it starts with ourselves. That's why we put our oxygen mask on first. Then it can go to our kids, our spouse, and everybody that we influence. And who knows? 
maybe you could be a coach too. All right, that's what I got for you right now. Let me know your thoughts.